All right, let's go. All right, all right, all right. Now, what are we going to do today, Tim? Well, Dad, Cindy, everybody wants to know what you think of the World Juniors. Eight guys coming back. Canada, yeah, they'll have eight guys coming back yeah, next yeah, year. Eight guys coming back. And uh, we, we could have had Connor Bedard, Fantelli, Shane Wright, Zach Benson, and Kevin Kornachinsky. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that, it's... I mean, we'd be no, we'd be, it would, would be, be no problem. At, at, yeah. with, with those guys like we, we've talked about this before like everybody thinks that's the best on best tournament Cindy it's not yeah you know the only best on best is the Ivan Holinka Gretzky tournament and the yeah. Olympics that's it and the World Cup if they have that so, but it, I still say I still say and I'll say it to my dying day that they should have the same coach at least for five years uh, I, I say five years because after a while even the National Hockey League They'd get, they get used to your speeches and stuff like that. Right. So my question is, like, will Hockey Canada, will, will they have Alan Latang back next year? Like, he learned everything, you know? Yeah. And so, like, are they going to have him back? Or are they going to get another coach? That learns on the that, job. That learn, basically learns on the job. And quite frankly, it's a part-time job, right? Because yeah. he coaches he coaches in the, in the OHL. So, but uh, I, I, you know, you, you and I were, were talking about the Czechs. They beat Canada. They played a perfect game. Just hang around, hang around, wait, wait for a lucky break, have a good goalie. And then turn it on then. And that's when they used to turn it on. Here's the thing, though, Cindy. There were 40 players, not including Team Canada, that played in the CHL. Oh, that's unbelievable. So it's almost like a development league for everywhere. <laughs> for everywhere, yeah. And you look and you go... Well, you know, you, you want to. The, the, the CHL wants to be the best players in the world. They want to be the best development league. So they have a lot of the, you know, a lot of kids come over from the different different countries. But then on the other hand, they were saying how the CHL gives out ten million dollars a year in scholarships. I don't think they let people know that enough. I mean, you hear about the states giving well, away. Well, they did pretty good this year. They they they, they, they ran. Uh, they ran a few commercials. So you look and you go, what other company or entity in Canada gives out ten million dollars a year in scholarships? So you think about those kids then that are coming over are taking place of Canadian kids that well, are not they're even doing it in. Uh, uh, triple yeah, A, yeah, the Triple A, the kids are coming over, but those kids, you know, those are kids that could have got scholarships, you know, not full rise, but they could have got some scholarships that they're taking away. So, what's your point that the CHL should concentrate more on Canadian kids in development, yeah, as opposed to developing worldwide? Yeah, there's 40 kids, but that's Canada, yeah, and then, <laughs> but you know what, it's getting into the U.S. now, and it'll be interesting to see because there was 19 kids that played in the U.S., 19 players, not including the Americans. That played in uh, in like college. Well, the US. Americans they 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 take care of the Americans pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. They'll win it next year. Yeah, in Ottawa, that's that's he was kind of you knew that it was going to be tough this year. Yeah, and they only had one guy coming back. Yeah, and he got hurt. Yeah, so. <laughs> he got hurt right off the bat. Oh, Anyhow, I didn't realize that. Uh, Ten million dollars, like I said, is a lot of money that they give to the kids to go to school. Okay, Dad. Here's a question from Newfie Boys. Grapes, what do you think of the 
of hockey, Newfoundland, and Labrador to stop the handshake after a game? I have never believed in the handshake. I don't believe in the handshake, never have, and never will. Really? Even in, even in the NHL? No. Nope. During right. after the playoffs? I never. You lost your series? Yeah, but I remember Jerry Cheevers. He wouldn't shake hands. He'd just get right off. Yeah, I could see yeah. it. it. You're right. It's a bit of an insincere, but I mean, you should, I think for the younger kids, you know, it teaches them some Well, I don't believe you? in it, and, and I, I never did believe in it, and I still don't do they believe do it. After, do they really used to do it after every game or just the playoffs in no, a series? No, just the playoffs. Oh, in a series. Yeah, just in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyhow, I don't believe in it. Uh, never did. Never will. Did you? Did you used to shake hands uh, when you coached? The I, other coach? When we win, I'd shake hands. <laughs> no, you never shook hands with anybody. That's, you never shook hands with Shiro and those guys. That's sort of ironic. Only if you no, win. No, I never. Come to think of it, I didn't. Because the play, because the coaches would never go on the ice after. No. Like I don't think I I don't I don't think it was till later. That the coaches went on the ice and started shaking yeah, well, hands. Well, Scotty was the first one that went on the ice. Yeah, Scotty. Scotty used to go on the ice all the time and shake hands with everybody. And get but it was game. after. After it was like when he was in Detroit. I think yeah, he started. He started. Remember Scotty after the one um, one year they won the cup. After the after the whistle blew, he went in and got his skates <laughs> and, and skated around with it, like skated around with the cup and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Uh, when when you think of it, he had a lot to do with the a lot to do with the club. Why 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 should he? So, Dad, just what we talked about at the beginning of the year, we you, you call it, Tim. Right. You said that that uh, Martin Jones would be the goaltender of the future, right? <laughs> of of the Leafs. And, I don't know uh, if he's the future or not, but uh, he's he's on a real roll. And you and I question whether Keith was going to play him back to back and keep him on a roll but it looks like Keith's going with him well he's, he has to go with him now because the guys are all hurt but uh, I wrote a th- few things down about him okay just a minute I'm okay Martin Jones going into the weekend has played 10 games for the Leafs he has two shutouts 220 and a save percentage of 930 and nobody talks about him no, last night on Hockey Night in Canada, they were saying how great the defense was and their goals against are down. I go, hmm, I wonder if that had anything to do with the goalie. They not be the sieve letting them in from all over the place. Yeah, he's won, uh, he's won a cup with the L.A. During that season, the Kings had to win almost all their games going down the stretch. Quick got hurt. Jones had to go in the net. He played 18 games. Had His record was 12-6 uh, and six, and had four shutouts and 181 and goals against and 933 and 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 if he doesn't win those games they don't make the playoffs they don't win the cup no because that year la got in last game of the season they got into the playoffs and then w- w- just walked right to the stanley cup so he he was six and 12 if he's if he's 11 and 7 they don't make the they don't make the playoffs don't win he, the cup he's playing well but as soon as he's ready to go he'll take over you think, I, yeah, I think when Wall's ready that... Oh, he, he'll, there's no doubt about it. And you know, the, it's funny thing is they play different in front of uh, Jones. They play, I don't know what it is. It's like when I used to used to play Jilly, they used to play, you could see almost the, the rise. You could so see players the, do play different in front of different goalies on absolutely. the team. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think like, you know, last night watching the, the broadcast, they were talking about how the Leafs defense is now jumping up in the play. Well, they're a little bit more confident in Jones because with, with the other guy, they, you know, 
they were always wanted to be back because the guy was letting them pucks in from all over the place. So now you got a goalie that's making saves. They feel like, yeah, well, I could jump in. But he just seems like a calm goalie, doesn't he? Yeah, like he doesn't get excited or anything. Doesn't give a lot of rebounds up. Martin Jones. Martin Jones. So let me ask you a question, Dad. You were a defenseman. Did you play different when, depending on who was in goal? Like, did you have an attitude change? Hmm, never thought of that. You were a defenseman. Well, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I must have. I I can't think of it. I can't think of it right now. I don't remember if if if, if I changed or not. But I must have played different. So speaking of goalies, Dad, Vintage Tendy Magazine. We'd like to thank them for all their help. They're a magazine by goalies for goalies, and they have great pictures. And they have a Boxing Day New Year's special. Use the promo Grapes24 and you get 10% off a one-year subscription. That's Grapes24. Again, it's a magazine of the highest quality, approximately 60 full-color, high-gloss pages in every issue. And it's that really that thick paper, too. Yeah. Eh, that you like. thick. It's not, it's not cheap. No. You know, like, in, like magazines, that this is thick, thick. Yeah. And they have unbelievable pictures. Oh. And as they say, I, my whole life was getting pictures and video, and there's stuff there I've never seen before. So visit VintageLivesHere.com to subscribe with promo Grapes24, and you get 10% off a one-year subscription, and the offer is good through January 8, 2024, and we'd like to thank them very much. So, Dad, we got another question from Twitter from Jets23, so you know he's a Winnipeg fan. He's asking about the best-kept secret in hockey. Grapes, how come no one's talking about Winnipeg? And, Everyone's and, talking about how well the Canucks are doing. They talk about the Leafs. They talk about how bad Ottawa's doing. But going into the weekend, the Jets were number one team in the National Hockey League. They were the number one team in the National Hockey League. And their uh, number one scorer, Connor, is out. So what do you think of Winnipeg? Yeah, Tim, uh, you know, it's a funny thing. It's... Uh the, everybody's on Vancouver's van and and how and they should be. Vancouver's doing yeah, a lot better than yeah. they thought. But like last night was like Winnipeg wasn't even didn't even exist. <laughs> they talked about everybody but Winnipeg. I I wrote a three things down about Winnipeg. The Jets lead the NHL in points going into this weekend. The lead in goals against is ninety one. Hullabuck is playing absolutely out of his mind. Jets have have 13 games when they have been outshot by the other team. Now, that's a funny one. That, that, that means Hullabuck has playing well, and they almost lost him. No, they, and you know what? Like, I, I thought, if I had to bet, I thought there's no way. He's an American, right? I thought there's no way he's signing in Winnipeg. And he signed, and, and he's one of those guys that signed a big contract and is living up to it. Jets have given up the least goals amount of five on five. There's always seemed to be controversy there. Rick Bonus seems to have calmed all that down. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be... Like, there was always that stuff with uh, with Bufflin. Remember? Like, he, he, yeah. that was kind of a weird situation. And then you always... There was a weird situation with Wheeler. You always... There was always rumors going around. And, you know, they got rid of a few guys, and, and Bonus goes in. And I, I tell you one thing. Right now, I wouldn't want to face him in the playoffs. Yep. So, I got to tell a funny story about Winnipeg. We were shooting the movie out in Winnipeg. And uh, your movie, your Keep Your Head Up Kid, right? Yeah. So we're shooting out there. And that's on Amazon right now if you want to see it. Jared Kiso with Leonard Kenny, he stars I know. in it. And it was fun to see it on Amazon. Man, yeah. it was really a thrill. So what we had to do was we had to kind of have the Boston Gardens. 
we had to have a look. So we were in the the big rink, the rink. I don't know yeah. what it's called now. We're, so Winnipeg hadn't gotten the team yet, right? And the Manitoba Moose were playing in this big building. Yeah. And so we said, look, you know, we're paying a lot of money out here. We got to get a Boston Bruin logo on the ice because we're shooting the movie. So they painted the Boston Bruin logo the weekend that they got the team, the Winnipeg Jets. So they were shooting, you know, like some of the players in the rink with the Boston Bruin logo and the Winnipeg's rink. (laughs) And and you you had trouble with with the blades, eh? Oh, we're shooting that movie. Yeah, that was such a funny story where I said, look, if we're going to do a movie about hockey, we got to get a lot of guys that can skate because there's nothing worse than watching movies, hockey. Bobby Orr wasn't too happy. No. You know, I should have I got his son to come up and play. But so... I don't know if you can skate. So we went and we got guys from like Brandon, the Brandon Wee Kings and we got, we got all junior, you know, junior A and got a lot of guys from the Manitoba Moose Hunter yeah. around to play. So he said to the guys from the Manitoba Moose, say, look, you know, you guys are a little bit older. We're going to want you to play guys in the 60s, so we're going to cut your hair short. So, okay. And we went out and must have got 50 pairs of old skates, like the old tube skates. So these guys were skating around, skating around, all these AHL guys, and they looked really good. So I said, well, guys, I said, we have to, you know, we got to be period correct, so you're going to have to put on these old tube skates. They couldn't skate. They, They couldn't skate they were like oh my god how do these hockey players play in these skates to the point where i says what are we going to do like we can't so you came up with the idea that spray paint the boots of their uh yeah just 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 make them uh look aluminum and nobody's going to know they're different right so we did we spray painted the the blades uh of uh like a metallic silver. We went down the Canadian Tire and bought all the spray metallic silver spray paint out. And then we spray painted their skates a matte black so it looked like leather. Yeah. They weren't too happy. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they did, did pretty good. Yeah, then you couldn't notice it, right? Yeah. And just when we got close-up shots, and we said, okay, if it's a close-up shot, we're going to have to get you in the yeah, tube just skates. Go up. But the one guy goes, how did Rocket Richard get 50 goals in these skates? How did Bobby Orr skate in these skates? They were going on like that. Okay, Dad, Alan from Facebook says, Don, what do you think of the Women's Hockey League? Uh, do you like the new rule if scored on in a shorthanded goal that the penalty is over? Well, I, I don't know about that. I remember Hazel McCallion for me. I told that story, but I'm yeah. going to tell it again. Hazel McCallion phoned. I, I think I just moved in one day. She said, I want you, uh, who is this? Who is this telling me to be up, uh, up, up at the rink? She says, this is Hazel McCallion, the mayor of, of Mississauga. She says, I, I want you up at the rink, Meadowdale, I think it was. Yeah, Meadowdale rink. Meadowdale. And she says, I want you there at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock? So I thought, well, I don't want to get into bad books. Yeah, you don't want to get into bad books with hair. No, don't, don't get bad books with Hazel McCallion. No, no. So anyhow, I was there, and I could see that the women – Loved the hockey as much as the, the men did. Remember, Tim, Cindy, remember you, you, you brought uh, Dell down down to uh, Kitchener, remember? 
Right. That was when the uh, the U, the Canadian Olympic team was playing the American Olympic team, and they they this was an exhibition game to show what was coming up in the Olympics, and they actually put a a rose on their yeah, sweater yeah. uh, just to commemorate mom because she had just passed away. Well, I still I, I I don't know about the rules. I I've only seen a couple of games, and I, I'm going to reserve judgment. But I, I so I know what I was surprised of how much they hit. Yeah, like there was a couple. There was a couple of big hits along the boards. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? I have to say. So I was watching. I guess it was Toronto, Montreal was the first game. So I was watching it, and um, and it was at the Madame Center. And the biggest in Toronto, unfortunately, Toronto didn't score, right? So, yeah. but you know what? The biggest cheer of the crowds was were were, were the big hits along the boards. <laughs> so you go. You know, you gotta you gotta read your you gotta read your crowd, right? There was a one in the third period. One girl, one of the women, really really hit the other woman in the Montreal in the yeah, boards. You got a penalty? It, no, it didn't get a penalty. The place just went crazy. And you go, well, you know what, Brian Burke, you should look at that. The, the question I have is, why don't they have names for the teams? It's like Team Montreal, Team the teams, NHL teams. So well, they're playing it by ear right now. Right now, yeah. Yeah, it can't be too hard on them. They're just getting started. And uh, let's let let's wait wait let, let let them go a year and we'll see what happens. Dad and Cindy Spreads.ca is now NorthstarBets.com. It's still Canadian owned. It's still one of the best places to play in Canada. They have everything you're looking for: slots, live dealer tables, sportsbook with built-in sporting insights and analysis. And if you're already an account on Spreads.ca, you don't have to do anything. Just sign into NorthstarBets.com. And we've got some exciting news. We're having a contest, Dad, that you can win one of your jackets. What's a nice one, Ace? It's a Christmas-themed jacket. It was your baby blue one, and it has little snowflakes through it, and it glistens. It's really a nice jacket. Yeah, and you wore it on Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely yeah. Hockey Night in Canada. Yeah, the approximate value is $3,000. There's no purchase necessary, skilled a test required. You had to be 18 in Alberta, Manitoba, Quebec, and 19 in the rest of Canada. Residents of Ontario are excluded. Head over to North Star Bets Instagram or our Twitter or Rock'em Sock'em Facebook page to find out details. A $5 donation will be made by NorthStarBets.com to the Don Cherry Pet Rescue Foundation for every entry to a maximum up to $2,000. And the contest is going until January 15th. So uh-huh. you get a lot of Request, Dad, for your jackets. You can't believe how many people would say, oh, we know, can we get one of Don's jackets? So if you want one. Let me just get this straight. I don't don't quite understand it. That you don't have to bid $3,000 to get the jacket. Is that right? You have to go on to NorthStarBets.com Instagram page, and then you like the picture uh, or make a comment on the picture of you with the jacket, and then you automatically get entered for free oh, into okay. the contest. No, and you don't have to. You don't have to bid on it. It's, you don't have to bid. 3, you don't have 000. to bid. So just think. All you have to do is give a comment, and the foundation gets five dollars. How uh-huh. much work is that? All you got to do. So again, all you have to do is go to NorthStarBets.com's Instagram. You'll see a post with the Don Cherry jacket and a picture of you and you click on that and you like it or leave a comment then that automatically enters you into the contest for free and every time somebody does that they give five bucks to the don cherry pet rescue foundation so let me ask you another big thing that happened dad was Connor bedard broken jaw it was a clean hit and 
He's done that. He's, he, he made that move. He's made that move a hundred times. He never, ever ran into a guy like that and broke a jaw. Yeah, but here's the thing, Dad. A guy, Jamie Aubin from Facebook, he said, Hey, Grapes, podcast question for you. How in the heck can a Luke Richardson team let Bedard get smoked like that against the Devils? The best player on the team and a rookie out with a broken jaw, and there was almost no response from the Hawks. How can something like this happen? Imagine Gretzky or Lemieux in that situation. They would need body bags to carry out half the Devils. Keep up the great work. Love the podcast. Well, Felino fought him and broke his finger, so uh, it, it was a clean hit. It yeah. was a clean hit. Like, Sydney, you and I were talking about it. You know, it's one of those things where Connor Bedard's kind of right at that level where, you know, the hitting's starting to be taken out a little bit, even the CHL. So he could go up there a thousand times. And but- he can make that same move and nothing. Unfortunately, he ran into a guy... That doesn't put up with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, Smith, he, didn't, he he took no prison. Imagine if that was Scott Stevens. Oh, you know, isn't it funny, though? Scott Stevens made this Hockey Hall of Fame, and right now they'd put him out of hockey. <laughs> That's right. They'd have, to, they'd have to put him out of hockey. Yeah, I know, because he'd show no mercy. Oh, no, And he, if that was Scott Stevens, Bedard, he'd be out. Remember, he, he crossed his throat and said, you're next? Yeah, he hit, uh, was it, uh, Kozlov, I think, for Detroit. Dino Cicerelli was yapping at him. Yeah. And he went to Dino, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> and and when, when Scott Stevens says, you're next, you listen. Okay, Dad, uh, sad news that your friend, Connie Madigan, passed away. Can you tell a few stories about him? Well, you know, it's a funny thing is that I, I room with, it seems I room with all the, I better be careful, wacko guys, <laughs> and uh, Larry Zidell was the other guy. Yeah, they call them eccentric. Ex- eccentric. Is that the word now that you use? Yeah, eccentric. that's what the well, word we'll we use, use that now. word. He was born in Port Arthur, Ontario, played in the Western International, Central League, and the NHL. Was the oldest rookie, I wrote this down, was the oldest rookie in the NHL at the age 38, played 20 games for the Blues. He played Ross Mad Dog Madison in the movie Slapshot. Remember when he came out? Yeah, he was the guy flipping the bird off for everybody. I wonder yeah. how they got him. That'd be an interesting story yeah. to figure out. How did they get Connie Madigan and to, to play that? So the story going around that, he how he got to... Nickname Mad Dog was in San Diego. He got a penalty, and the announcer called him Mad Dog. Caught him Mad Dog, <laughs> and he was like a Mad Dog. And they really? said he broke. The, he took a stick and cut the wire of the microphone. So, <laughs> so yeah. was he like a Mad Dog? He was like when he get mad, boy. He, I remember one time we were sitting in a bar, and um, and it was it was a long bar, a long bar. It was a long bar. It was and I remember the guy's name. Billy Ryan was the bartender. So where would you have been playing with him? Spokane. Spokane. No, I was playing in Spokane. And uh, he had to go to the washroom, and the washroom was at the end. And it was on the left-hand side. So this guy came in, great big guy came in, and sat down beside me. You know, he was going to, he ordered a beer. And Connie came in and said, that's my seat. Oh, and I, I knew, I knew <laughs> that. He could Connie could have sat on the other side of me, but he said, that's my seat. And I knew. It's an empty bar, but yet you're still fighting about yeah, this bar Yeah, and the store. bar was empty. The whole deal, all you had to do was sit on the right-hand side. I said, oh, boy, this is going to be something. And they got into a fight. And it was something like in, in you see in the movies, Tom Mix, 
you know, like Tom Mix and, and guys like that. Like and, in Shane. <laughs> tables flying and everything. It was unbelievable. And I remember he got me, I, I, I got him done. He said, well, what, the, the, the big guy said, what am I going to do? So I, I, I didn't know what to do. So I got down. I said, all right, now I'm going to grab him. I said, he's on top of him. I grabbed him by both arms and I held him down. And I held him there, and and he says he didn't say anything, but I knew he was. I knew I was in trouble because his one eye started to water, and when now it started to water, you know he's mad. So I got him up, and I, I held him against the wall, and I knew he was going to. I knew he was going to get me in the groin, and I crossed my legs. And he I, was going to knee you for sure. Yeah, and I I crossed my legs, and sure enough, he he did it. And he says, okay, all right, Crapes. He says, I'm going to let you away with this time. Says, but if you ever, ever stop at, do, interfere in a fight that I'm in, I, he said, I'll kill you. And you know what? I think he would. <laughs> yeah. But he, like, he was, must have been a pretty good defenseman because he was the first team All-Star five times and one defenseman of the he year. Went, he could skate. He could do everything. And he was just a little wacko, that's all. I remember one time we were going off the ice after a game, and I looked around, and there was a guy all curled up like that. And I said, Connie, did you do that? And he said, yeah, I just thought I'd make him a caterpillar. Because <laughs> he was like squirming on the ice. Tommy McVeigh, I was reading an article, he says, he goes, I was playing against Connie Madigan. He goes, and you stand in front of the net with him. He says, it was like backing into a propeller blade. Oh, he was unbelievable. And um, so you mentioned Larry Seidel, who was who was who was more eccentric. They were, they, I would have to say they were both even. One 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 you had to really get going, and uh, was Larry. And if you got him going, look out. So one of the last times, Dad, you you I think you talked to Connie was he called you, and he was up. He was in his seventies working in the oil fields. Yeah, you're not kidding. He was eighty uh, some years old. He's still working in the oil fields. <laughs> And he said he, he said a guy died the other day. He said he went underneath a, uh, a pipe and it fell on him. I mean, I couldn't believe it. He was still working. He was 80 years old. But I'll tell you one thing, boy, he was one of the nicest guys. And, I, and he, was, he was a good friend of mine. 